Two brothers would united form the Pixar Majors with the power to review Pixar movies and basically say anything that comes to their mind. Fighting the powers of evil with their mouths, their mouths, with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello, everyone. I'm Eli Hollingsworth, and I'm joined by my brother and co-host. Jake Hollingsworth, and hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast, and we have a very eventful, no we don't, it's a very great day to be back to doing a podcast. What? 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 I was about to say it's an eventful day, but really it's not an eventful day. We have a lot of news to cover, but... Some of which I think I've forgotten. That's what you meant, I know that's what you meant. Well... Let's just go with that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so we do have a lot of news to cover today. We got the second oh, official trailer. Now. The second official trailer for the Bad Batch. That looks is, awesome, actually. Yeah, which this looks really cool now. At first, I was like, yeah, you know, who cares? The episodes, they were fine. They weren't even like the greatest episodes of the Clone Wars TV show. No. So I was like, yeah, you know, who cares? And then this trailer, the first trailer, I was like, okay, fine, sure, you know. Go ahead. It feels like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's almost like Guardians of the Galaxy, almost. Well, sort of like Guardians of the Galaxy, except they're with clone troopers. Yeah, and, and then they this, have mutations. The second trailer, I was like, "Ooh, this seems pretty interesting." Like we're, it seems as if we're starting off on Camino um, with the Bad Batch, and they're like in, in kind of the like the Academy of Camino, uh, the Academy of Camino. That's what they're in. Official, official title. I'm just kidding. That's not the title. Uh, but they start off in this like academy thing, and there's this whole other kid that's introduced that we didn't even see in the first. Trailer. Why is this kid even here, though? Is the bigger question. He's a clone. Uh, for some reason, he has blonde hair too. Well, Rex has blonde hair, so uh, that. speaking of Rex, he's clearly visible in this trailer. Oh yeah. So that's interesting to see that Rex. We could also get some fill in that gap of how exactly did. Rex, Gregor, and Wolf end up together when we find them in Star Wars Rebels Season 2. Yeah, which we don't necessarily need to have all of these gaps filled in 100%. But, I mean, it's fine. They're doing this stuff. Like, we don't need to know the backstory of Han Solo. Not really. I'd probably be better if we just lived without it, but they made They had to just fill in every single gap. We didn't necessarily have to know... How the Rebels got the Death Star plan? We don't even need to know Andor's... Ca- Andor's... Cassian Andor's backstory. No! We don't even... That's one of the things we least need to know. Because he was kind of a mediocre character in a movie that we didn't even need to see in the first place. But we did get all those things, and we are going to get a Cassian Andor spinoff show. They decided that they wanted to take... Is it a show? Yeah, it's a show. Yeah, so yeah, we're all... It's going to have only 12 episodes. Oh, that's good. Almost, almost on track with all the rest of the TV shows in the world. I think it's a miniseries of 12 episodes. Oh, just a miniseries? I think it is. I'm a bit skeptical about these miniseries coming out. I'm like, why can't you just make a TV show and then have it be a well, multi-season? Well, mm, there's some shows... 
there's some projects that need to be a mini series, which is kind of a one and done thing. Because yeah, then, then it's like, you... after that, there's like nowhere really. In needed, that case, though. then you can just make it a movie, though. Yeah, it's true, but still, like, there's nowhere else we really, really need, we need to go. Like Cassie and Andor, for we example, can just have a, we can just have a Cassie and Andor movie just on. Well, then again, I don't know how many people theaters would, or something. I don't think I don't know how many people would watch that. So I think that's why they're doing it. As a well, show. then how many people would watch the Cassie and Andor show? I don't know. Well, it's better, probably better if it's, it's a show, because then you have more time to develop stuff. And, like, WandaVision is another example of that, where, like, you don't really need... And there's nowhere else that they could go with the second season. Yeah, well, well then but then I say, why make it in the first place? Because why make the show in the first place? It's just kind of one season. Well, they, they want to go deeper with stuff, that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do with a movie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, that's fine. But with a movie, you can only go for so long. With the show, you can go for as long as, as you want. Whether yeah. it's a series or a show, and you just go as long as you want. And then, like, but none of these shows that are announced are, like, multi-season shows. They're just one I think done. Bad Batch. Every probably, single one of them. I think, I think Bad Batch is probably, like, the only one. It's like probably going to be a multi-season show. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's animated, and, it's, and all the other Star Wars animated shows have been multi-season. Oh, this is going to be multi-season. Yeah, well, they haven't officially said, but I think it is going to be. Ooh, I thought this was just going to be one and done. Okay. No. Um, what else did we get? We got some posters, character posters for Space Jam 2, which look pretty sweet. Um, we got ones for Bugs Bunny, Lola Bunny, James Even though LeBron. a lot of people are mad with Lola yeah. Bunny, they're, like, changing her. I'm indifferent to that, but... Cares. Just culture wars. No one cares. Um, we got Lola and then Daffy. Daffy was removed from the entire movie. Yeah, some controversial movie that he was he was in and doing and doing doing something with a girl, um, like kissing her arm. Which people thought that that they, people got mad at that, and so they just decided to delete that scene. Just remove Petty the View from the movie altogether. Space Jam Two. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, that is where it gets kind of annoying for me. I'm like, he just kissing her arm. Okay, that's fine. If you well, just leave it at that, people take that the wrong way. Hmm, that's dumb. People are too sensitive these days. And then, well, that's like, so, so, and also, there was some interesting stuff for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that has dropped. That, well, that was the thing. That thing, was just amazing. Thing number one, I'll say this, but this is what the, this is something the writer said. We'll say the, the most important thing for last. The writer has come out and said, tell me if you've heard of this one before. The writer has said that there's a secret character in episode five of the show. Uh, Sound familiar? Familiar, I don't I mean, like what Valdetni did. This is a secret character. Uh, he said there was one that was like a secret Luke Skywalker cameo in the finale. Whereas this could be more like a Ahsoka. Well, probably. And like the writer has said that there's a secret character in, in Episode Five, and it said that the it said, it said to be a it said to um be an emotional part of the episode. Although they haven't said what that is. And then. Uh, the other thing the writer said, which this was a huge part, was that with Madripoor, which is it's officially confirmed now that that's the city that they that we see them going to in the trailers. For that Falcon is Madripoor. That's officially confirmed. Yeah, Madripoor, which is a city run by, by mutants. mutants. Uh, and the the like mayor owner person of the city is has a huge connection to Wolverine. She was like, they were like in a relationship together, I believe. Uh, so huge connections to the X Men and Wolverine. 
And so, originally for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was just going to be a real-life city uh, that I forget the name of. And then the writer said that it turned into Madripoor, and so we decided, oh, we're just going to make it Madripoor. And then this is, he was like, everyone geeked out, and this is the part that's really interesting. He said, he they said, said, they said, you know what this means. You know what the ramifications of this are. And the fans know, and those who don't will soon find out. Well, that's very interesting when everyone's, and that's signaling that they could mean that they could reveal that. That's how the mutants will enter the MCU. Yeah, so ramifications, these ramifications, the ones that everyone's minds went to, is X-Men, mutants being introduced, and even more the fact that they said the fans know, okay, yeah, we know, the people who studio executives, know. the studio executives know, of all of us know, you know, we're all the loop. And they said that the people who don't know will soon find out. Because the Fox movies never really use Magic that Yeah. Much. So they those, never, they, so those who are just basing their X, quote unquote, X Men knowledge off of the movies. Oh. That's pretty corrupt X Men knowledge pretty because much. those are very different from the comics. So, but this saying that. We all, our, all of our minds went to, the ramifications are X-Men and mutants being introduced into the MCU. And so for them to say, these ramifications, the fans know them, and those who do not know the ramifications of X-Men and mutants with Madripoor will soon find out. That's could be, that's could be similarly the X-Men. I highly doubt they're going to do Wolverine. That's very unlikely. They will not do that. But I'm hoping and, pro- and I'm kind of expecting that they're gonna do some kind of Wolverine Easter eggs or yes, Wolverine. Now is not the time like for now is not the time for a new Wolverine. But I guess now is the time you can start hinting at it and having yeah. Easter eggs. That's kind of nudging the. That's fine. Now is not the time to go full blown Wolverine. But I actually have a new theory. I actually have a new theory that I just now created. Oh no! Going to that. Going to Madripoor. So my theory is that maybe it'll be revealed that the mutants have been around this whole time. And the reason why we haven't seen them is because they actually, when they first revealed, the government didn't the government didn't want people finding out, so they decided to cover them up, and and relocated all mutants into Madripoor, so they could have their own secure locations to just do their mutant stuff, and that's why we haven't seen them, because they've all and that they've almost all been in Madripoor, and then eventually they'll start going out into the real world. Mm, I don't. No, because then that would have to mean that either... Because in the comics, mutants are one-seventh of the population on the planet. Well, yeah, like, it's like there's seven billion people in the world and one billion of them are mutants. So that would either have to mean that in the MCU, there's not as many mutants, not nearly as many mutants, if they all fit into this one city, or they're... they're um, or Madripoor is just a ridiculously big city to well, hold one billion people. Kevin Feige has said that anything they do with the X-Men will be different from what's been done in the past. So yeah. it's not entirely out of the question. So that does mean they may change some stuff from the comics. But they said that they want to do something different but without straying too far away from the source material. Yeah, i say just instead of taking something from the comics like something Fox has already done, kind of loosely adapted, very loosely adapted when it comes to Fox... Uh, because if you didn't know, just Fox changed everything with they the changed X-Men. Lot of stuff. Everything that like was in the comics, they they took it and they changed it just completely. They either changed it or didn't even try. Yeah. 
so I say just with the X-Men, you can just take something from the comics and just adapt it perfectly and with the MCU style and just use something from the comics that Fox has not used. Because well, there's tons that Fox has not used. Yeah, like there's also a bunch of different things. They never used Genosha, which is a island from Oh, use. yeah, that, Genosha. That would be cool to see. They never did that. They could do the Savage Land, which the Savage Land from the comics is this place in Antarctica where there's like a bunch of dinosaurs still roaming around in this jungle area. Uh, yeah. The, the yeah, Fox movies that. never used that. So they could they could also use that if they wanted. And then they also, and like and also um, about the... Um, what, what about Genosha? That was basically an island made run by Magneto in the comics, yeah. and the movie surprisingly never used that. Yeah, because they loved Magneto. I think Mag- Magneto is gonna be. I don't think we're gonna see Magneto for a long time. Yeah, so probably not Genosha, but Savage Land is an option. But whenever Magneto does come in, you can. I think I say just make him ruler of Genosha. Or you could make it like Savage Land, basically like Wakanda, where it's like mystical. And well, so- it's hidden. Yeah, it's hidden and like no one can find it. And then just, or it's like underneath. Like, remember what they did with Scoob, a far superior, inferior movie? Uh, Scoob, where they like went down like under the earth and there was the, and there was the um, island, the, the mystery island with Captain Coconut or whatever yeah. his name was. Um, his name wasn't Captain Coconut. I get it, but. Uh, like it could be kind of like that where Savage Land is like under the earth like right under the surface and it's like kind of this whole other world well they could adapt that straight from the comics and get away with it because the Fox movies never adapted that so they can just have it be this big jungle area in Antarctica and get away with it because Fox never used it yeah but then also with the whole um like if you were to just do make it different and have Savage Land be like under the earth like what I just said, that's kind of unrealistic because there's like the smartest people on the planet looking into this stuff. And how would they not know that there's this giant civilization under the earth? So. Then again, really, that would be kind of hard to find. It, w- it could, you could make it like, uh, they're like closer to the center of the earth. So they're like, mm, I don't know, they're yeah. all like stronger because they're closer to the center of gravity, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how not all how gravity works. I haven't finished math and science and all that stuff yet. But uh, I don't know. They're center. They're closer to the center of the Earth. Therefore, they're all like kind of stronger. Uh, and the like, I don't know the the different conditions being so far underground, along with if you want to go with the whole snap thing, which. It's kind of lazy. Uh, where it's like, oh, the radiation from Thanos' snap activated the, the mutant genes. Like, yeah, that's kind of lazy to do. No, like they've, no the, the theory is that they've always had it. That those specific people always had it. But yeah, it, the, it's colon- the cosmic radiation activated it or something. Uh, maybe do that, but you could also do just they're closer to the center of the Earth. So, I don't know, just the radiation and stuff. Like change their uh, molecular structure or something. I don't know. And made yeah. them like genetically enhanced, and they just call it like the X gene and the mutants. Yeah, and also that's why I think they should do Mr. Sinister, who's an X Men villain from the comics who has not been in a movie at all. That's why I think that'd be best for him to be the the X Men's first movie villain, so then they, he can explain where the mutant gene came from. Yeah, uh, Magneto. Is that what you just said? No, I said Mr. Sinister. Oh, Mr. Sinister, yeah. He has yeah, not been. Because you can be like, 
Yeah, and then you can be like the first X-Men movie. You can be like Mr. Sinister experimenting on these people uh, from underneath the, the ground. And like he's experimenting on them. And so he kind of like gets the mutant gene because that's more activated. In the comics, mr sinister's goal is like he's not a mutant he's not a mutant himself he just experiments on mutants to try and create the perfect mutant by yeah. taking their dna and so he kind of like gives these uh people the name mutants and he calls it like the x gene and stuff and so he's experimenting on them and he um and he like uh act kind of activates more of the mutant gene in people and he's like, vol- I don't know, he's, he's either taking them or making some hoax or sh- scam or something to volunteer them into um, being experimented on. And uh, he's like experimenting on their powers and activating their quote-unquote mutant gene, X-gene, more and more. And uh, to where they're, then he calls them mutants and that's where they get their name and most of them with their powers and stuff. Um, so I'm, I mean, that would be pretty cool to see i guess uh Isn't it the solid, that's something like a solid foundation for a movie for a, for a film like a way to make savage land introduce savage land and make it different from the comics and you don't have to make it different from the comics because they fox never, never did it so if you're really trying to differentiate yourself from fox and all that then you can just use savage land and um don't even uh, don't even like change it. Uh, change it because Fox has never used Savage Land. And like I've like I said, they can just adapt it and get and get away with it, and no one will get mad because they never used it. Yeah. So, and then Mister Sinister is kind of like the birth of mutants. Uh, but then I don't know how Wolverine would come into the picture. Wolverine, is a, Wolverine would be a little tricky. That means he'd have. That means when he did Marvel, he said like he has said they want to do stuff different, so that means they would have to change it. Yeah. So Wolverine's backstory would have to be tweaked. Yeah, but still, he has to be, like, old. Super old and, uh... Like, he has to be... Have to have been around for a long time. And then you have to work Apocalypse into the whole thing. Apocalypse, you can just work into from Eternals, probably. Like, because he's like an Egyptian quote-unquote god, right? Yeah, he, he is sort of like that. He also has a, has a bit of, like, a cosmic side. But the movies never really went into that. In the, in the movie, he was done horribly. The movie didn't go into anything. All he did was do his Egyptian side, and that was it. Age of Apocalypse? Yeah, that was just crazy. Yeah, that, that was, like, super, really just kind of dumb. They really... They had this, like, awesome actor, Oscar Isaac, and then they just wasted him. Well, they, they, they horribly botched Apocalypse's character. Yeah. And I... I don't know if we'll be able to ever see him again. Hopefully we will. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how Wolverine or Apocalypse would work into that. Um, uh, how would... Because if you're going to say that they've been around forever, which would already be a little sketchy because we've had so many other things that have been around forever. That means you have to, like, that means you have to like retcon some yeah. past movies, too. Yeah. And how would not? How would none of these people ever hear about, like for example, Wolverine? How are these people? How, like Tony Stark or Bruce Banner? How would they never hear about a guy with razors popping out of his hand slicing people? Well, because they've all lived underground this whole time. Well, that's true. Yeah, they they could do that. And with or Eternal, they could, and with Eternals, people are saying that it's already going too far with these people that have been around and nobody's ever heard about them. But the Eternals are like off in the galaxy. 
they're not like coming like to Earth. Space kind of like these. So like the smart, they're like, oh, the smartest people on Earth. How do they not notice? Well, they're the smartest people on Earth, and these are like people in the ga- off in the galaxy somewhere in space. So, I think and also the celestial head, the head of this ancient celestial that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy One, mm-hmm. that Noah's made from. I think we're gonna see that. I think oh, we're gonna really? see those celestials in the Eternals. Yeah, because they have like stuff to do with the Eternals and stuff. Yeah. Isn't Thanos' dad a celestial? I think I don't think he is. Either that or he's an eternal. I think Thanos is eternal. He's all he's rumored to be in the movie too. Alright. As a young Thanos. That'd and, be awesome. And then everyone's everyone's also looking to Eternals for the place for the mutant gene to start. Really? Yeah, because that would well, that makes sense, sort of. And then also like we said like we said how they would not that would make sense for they would not to hear them. They either so they're underground. The eter- so are the Eternals really earthbound then? I don't think they are. Okay. No. But like we like, like we were saying with like the mutants, how like if they were if they were no one would hear about them, they'd probably be either underground or some of them, not all, but some of them would be living in Madripoor. Yeah. So then like that's why they that I guess that's a good way to say that they've been that some of them that a lot of them have just been in Madripoor the whole time, while others are like hiding their abilities. Yeah. But still, like Wolverine's still a little tricky. Or like you could like. This is all probably not gonna happen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier because they've no. already shot it and done it. But uh, you could make it like Madripoor's on, like, uh, like, uh, like a, I don't know, a, an underground hotspot or something. And so it's like really easy just for them to break through to the surface, and just Madripoor is like on top of that. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. It has like the radiation and stuff from the so they just. They could just easily come on up to Madripoor, and they just kind of like slowly made their way into it. But, well, first off, that was that was a very interesting conversation. That's it's all came from just one little guy, one little guy, just one writer of Falcon and Winter Soldier hinting at this. So basically, I think at some point in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're gonna learn probably it's gonna be run by mutants. Still not sure if they're gonna say the name mutants, but one, but one can always hope. That's yeah. for sure. And also, I think we're on our way. To, I think we're going to be seeing the X-Men a lot sooner than we thought. Well, yeah. I think we're going to, like, see teases to them. We're not going to actually yeah. see them. Mm-hmm. Like, a bunch of te- Like, we're going to get probably gonna get a bunch of teases, and then eventually we'll have the X-Men come together. Yeah. Come together right now over me. <laughs> Yeah, so that's our new segment. That's our main topic slash new segment. So very interesting. Tell us what you think about our theories. Do you think we could be right? Do you think that we could be wrong? And that we're insane. Uh, which one? And also, which one's theory did you make? Do you think makes more sense? The Madripoor one or the ones about being underground? Well, which is kind of a Madripoor. Personally, one. both. Personally, for me, both I think are believable. I wasn't really cool enough. Both could easily work, but who knows? They could go. They just could pull a little comment like they they've been here the whole time. Yeah. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see about that. But that's that's to wrap up our main topic. But you guys know what it's time for, right? Sponsorship. All right, we're back and we're ready to talk about Toy Story Three. This really great movie about the the. Toys about Toy Story. Um, I'm not about Toy Story three. It's about the toys in a, in a in a jail called Sunnyside Daycare and them trying to break out. Uh, yeah. That's not the entire plot of the movie, but still, it's kind of like a prison break movie. Yeah, which is it was really sad. It's a really satisfying ending that Toy Story four completely wrecked. Yeah, like toys. They're like 
Oh, we still had a Woody story to tell. Was it called Woody Story? It's called Toy Story. So, th there you go. Uh, yeah, yes. And then even if you look at just, like, it just completely wrecks it by... If you just watch the end of this movie when Andy hands Woody, Woody to off Bonnie, to Bonnie, he says, he says he Woody says, will always be there he's for like, you. He's like, the best thing about Woody is that he's so loyal and he'll always be there for you. And, and then next movie, Bobby leaves Bill with Bo Peep. Like, he's like, oh, he'll never leave you. And then the Toy Story 4, whoop, there he goes. <laughs> he runs out doing that weird running that he does. They go off and be with Bo Peep. Well, chasing Bo Peep. And then he, yeah, it's like, oh, Woody will always be there for you. And then in the next movie, whoop, Woody leaves, leaves her. So He's uh, separated from the group for like, bit, for like a majority of that movie. Like, literally, the whole conflict of this movie comes from Woody just wanting to be there for Andy, even though he doesn't play with him anymore. And then the next movie, oh, Bonnie doesn't play with me anymore. Therefore, I'm just going to leave her. Like, uh... Well, at first, he wanted to, like, for make sure Forky still take care, take care of Bonnie, make sure Forky was still good. And then he decides, like, you know what? Forky's in my spot now. I'm just going to leave. Yeah, which, in the original ending for Toy Story 4, he was supposed to stay with Bonnie. And Bo Pete would find... Would would go be with that girl who originally wanted, uh, what's her face? Gabby, Gabby, like mm. Bo was supposed to go off and be with the was supposed to go off and be with the girl who wanted who Gabby, Gabby admired so much. Mm. And the whole point of that scene was that Woody was gonna have to learn that he was gonna have to let Bo Peep go. Yeah, which uh, would have been better. Instead, yeah. they're like, no, Woody would want to be with Bo Peep, even though Andy literally just said in the last movie. That Woody would never leave. And another Bonnie. thing about Toy Story 4 is that in this movie, Bonnie's completely loving Woody. And then all of a sudden, she's moved on from Woody in Toy Story 4. Like, she doesn't even care about him anymore. Yeah, like, Andy's like, you gotta take good care of these toys now. They mean a lot to me. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, hey, look, Mom, they're all playing. Next movie, bah! No, they're not all playing anymore. Woody's absent. Woody's, uh, I guess in her world, Woody is just the... Loner who doesn't want to be with anybody. And then the one that she so desperately tried to take from him. And she doesn't his, even care about it anymore. She visibly saw that he was, like, distressed in giving Woody to her. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, who cares? So in that case, Annie should have just taken Woody. Yeah. Yeah, since she's like... And also people have, point, have thrown out the question, would Andy have regretted giving Woody to Bonnie if he had seen what she had done? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question. That he kinda... probably would have. Yeah, I'll just take that back, please. Like, this toy has literally been my entire childhood. I'll take I'll take this toy back. I'll give you some money. Go buy yourself something cool. And no, 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 no. She don't deserve money. He, like, gave this as a gift to her, and then she just completely Rejects just, it. like, shows complete disrespect to this thing. So... But um, we should probably stop. We will, even though right out of the gate in this podcast, we started diving into Toy Story 4, <laughs> we should actually, should actually dive into Toy Story 3, because yes. that's what we're actually here talking about. We'll probably say that kind of stuff again in the Toy Story 4 podcast, but who knows? Maybe, maybe probably we might. But we should probably get into Toy Story 3. So, Eli, nope, nope. Behind the scenes nugget, give it to me. So, our behind the scenes nugget for today is that since the animation had improved since Toy Story 2 for um Toy Story 3 for the for the characters and specifically Buzz they had to they had to give them more controls like for Buzz they had to add more uh 
So here, let me explain. So when you're rigging an animated character, uh, and when you start out with the animated character, first, like when you create it, you sketch it, uh, and then get the design you want, and then the modelers, short, this is a long story short, um, the modelers go and model it, model it in the computer, and so it's just standing there in the classic T-pose that we all know from M1. various video games and such. That's just the default pose for many um, uh, like Animate CG digital characters. characters being in the computer. Like, for yeah. example, when they're in the animation stage, like, for example, Mr. Incredible will be standing in a T-pose. Before yeah, they before they animating. before they animate him, it's just as soon as they drop him into the scene, you just be staying there in their T pose until they move him around and animate them. And the way they do this moving around is they do something called rigging the character, which is they add a skeletal structure, kind of if you want to call it that, um, which they'll add points called bones onto the um, digital mesh of the character, and so then they can move it. And so say like their finger, uh, they'll add. At, let's say three points so then the finger can like extend and uh compact itself and just make it look natural and so they'll add three points called bones uh a lot of times called bones into the finger and so that so they can move it and they'll add a lot of other stuff along the body and arms and uh such such a lot of especially in the face uh because there's a lot of movement that can happen in the human face and uh like head and such so for characters specifically Buzz, they had to add new controls or bones into his eyebrows because in the original Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 2, <laughs> Toy Story 2, he had, he had three points in his eyebrows to move. And this one, they had to add more because he was um, hitting more emotions and... And he, had, he, had, he did that weird thing where he was like Spanish. Yeah, he was, he was like just emoting more and expressing himself more so they had to add more controls into the characters but specifically buzz because of all of the new stuff he was doing uh so and they had to add controls in other characters too because the technology had advanced so and, and so it allowed them to do more so that is our behind the scenes nugget and now we can get into talking about the movie so as i said before this movie is a great fantastic movie and the true ending to the Toy Story franchise. Toy Story 4 could have easily just... Well, we should probably not go into Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 is its own movie in a standalone universe. Okay, let's go with that. That's loosely that's, connected that's to... That's Woody the movie. movie. It's okay. loosely connected to the to, to Toy Story 3. All the other characters that. got thrown under the bus. Pretty much. All right, so let's just go... Right, we've already talked enough about Toy Story 4. We'll talk enough about Toy Story 4 on the episode. Yeah. So <laughs> we should probably just go into Toy Story 3. So, so yeah, I cry every time I see this movie. Every single time. I don't really cry. Just that end scene. I can't with this nope, movie. That sounded wrong. I, I, I said I don't really cry. I do cry sometimes, <laughs> but I don't really... I, I don't cry, cry every super, day. I don't cry super often. Actually, I do cry every day. No, I'm just kidding. I do, I do cry sometimes in this movie, but not all the time. Yeah, just that ending, like, probably just the last 10 minutes of the movie. That I just can't with that part. Like, I just break down every time. He's like... I don't, it's just uh, it's so good because like and then he's having them like hand off each of the characters and then they're like you're playing with them and that's just like incredible storytelling right there that, that's yeah, that just amazing really where you can get where you can get yeah, to the like, point where like I'm just sitting there like just bawling because like you just have these characters that you've been with for now three movies and so that's what makes those moments emotional and have just that 
emotional punch to them that really is just great storytelling that they've been able to sort of build up all of these characters' journeys and pay them off way better than Toy Story 4 did. Toy Story 4's ending was wrapping up Woody and Bo Peep. Pretty much. And, then and having that- him say goodbye to Buzz. Whereas in this movie, they have all of our main characters, and he has them take each one out and give each one their own conclusion, kind of, of sorts. Yeah. Uh, take each of them out of the box, and, yeah, they each get their own ending. So, uh, that was just the very perfect way to yeah. end the Toy Story franchise. It's also very much we got growing up, because, like, I think a lot of the audience yeah. at the time when, when these first two came out were, like, little kids. And then they grew up in that time between two and three, and then that's like supposed to, like, basically, basically like, a lot about, like, growing up. You had, like, moving on. Stuff yeah. Like that. And because also the voice of Andy in this movie is the same voice of Andy from Toy Story 1 and 2. Just yeah, grown up. They, like, tracked him down and called him and were like, hey, you want to do this? And, if, and he was, like, delighted to be able to be back on a Toy Story movie. Uh, because he's 15 years older, I know. He's 15 years older than the first movie by this point in time. How old is he when he recorded for the first movie? Mm, I don't know. I'd say about seven, maybe seven or eight. Probably. So then, plus 15. Would they be about tracked him 22. down. Yeah, they like had to find him and call him up and be like, "What did he like drop off the radar or something?" Uh, I don't know. Probably like I don't know. Agent, uh, if he's still an actor, I don't know too much about the guy. I don't even know his name for the life of me. If you if the, someone was pointing a gun to my head right now and said, "Name the actor of Woody," or Woody, name the actor of Andy from Toy Story, I'd be hey, like, "I don't know." Easy. Bam, I'd be dead. Um, actor but, of Woody's easy. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Exactly. Toy Story Four is basically just a Tom Hanks vehicle. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It's, His character is the main character. No, of that movie. it was not. Anyway, uh, they. I'll I don't know, I don't know the guy's name, so I don't know if he was still in acting by this time, like still big on the big screen or the small screen for that matter. Uh, but. I don't know, maybe it was just agent stuff that they had to get through and track him down and call him up and be like, hey, That's a dude. creepy. Hey, come to this secret location where we have a quote-unquote movie for you. He's like, okay. <laughs> it's really along. a brainwashing place to make him. That's like the story of John Mulaney and uh, his thing for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They, they tracked him down and then called him to a place to record. They're like, call it, like, oh, we can't tell anything, but you just come here and like, um, I gotta get kidnapped or something. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Um... But yes, also another another good thing about this story is that lots I think Lotso is the best Toy Story villain yeah. that, that we've ever had. Yeah, one didn't really. Well, one actually had Sid. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say one did not have a villain, but really that was Sid. Sid was weak. No, he was no, really was, a villain. Sid was, was fun. Sid was fun. Yeah, Stinky Pete was fine. I mean, yeah, Stinky, Stinky Pete was okay. And Lotso is the best. Is Lotso? Yeah, Lotso just like amazing, like because. With, uh, Gabby Gabby, I thought was a big was a big step down from yeah. Lotso. Like she has this book that she's been living her life by, and then she's all of a sudden like, Rah! it didn't go the way it said in in the book. So, I mean, you know, that was uh, a little odd. Not to bash Toy Story Four, uh, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. I'm just saying it just. It just wasn't needed. I'm telling you guys. It was. It was definitely not needed. If you guys like it, great. But mm, just for the um, it's your favorite Toy Story movie, Jake. Mm, that well, at the time it was. Now I've had some different mood swings. Ooh. And now 
I think that Toy Story 3 is the best one. But Toy Story 4 is still the... I still think it's the best Pixar film when it comes to comedy. But I'll get into that when we get to the Toy Story 4 episode. But like I said, my mood swings have changed, and now I think that Toy Story 4 3 is the best Toy Story movie. Really? Yes. Huh. After watching it this most recent time, my mood swings have changed. All right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, Toy Story 4 wasn't terrible. It wasn't... I mean, it was good, but we just didn't need it. In fact, no. it was pro- I'd probably say it was great, but we just didn't well, need it. We should probably get start talking. We should talk more about Toy Story three because we keep talking about Toy Story four. Yeah, uh, but one thing I want to point out here: the is... monkey is terrifying. Oh yeah, that too. That monkey is terrifying. I've I've always been scared of that monkey. Yeah, he's pretty scary. He's freaky. Those eyes though are, are like creep me out. Monkeys sometimes monkeys sometimes creep me out. And yeah, this monkey is uh, like rather. Uh, I mean, oh, and also I meant to say that um, monkeys don't scare me. A lot of the times monkeys annoy me, but this one's scary. Yeah, and uh, part of that, along with the finale, what makes them so, uh, uh, like, ch- uh, I don't know, like, what makes the ending so emotional is Randy Newman's score, which is playing right now. Like, Randy Newman just does such a phenomenal job so long partner that was that should have been the last line of the movie he shouldn't have spoken he shouldn't have kept well he shouldn't have kept talking after he said so long partner that should have been it it was technically the last line of the movie but he goes on hey guys you haven't met these guys blah 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 yeah well that's done we're fading it's like fading out because we're like going away and then, like, he's actually, I still this is say this. when he's, uh, chewing for all the toys. That is just, like, just Randy Newman's score is basically what makes that, um, or about 60% does all the heavy lifting of that, just the emotion in that scene and just making it just heart-wrenching. Uh, yeah, it is really sad. And, yeah, his, his score is, his score is, um... Just a big part of just what makes that so. Yeah, awesome. totally. Because, like, this movie, this, also, this movie is so good because it's like, happens to us and the bond of the characters, and you know, you feel like they feel a lot of time. Yeah. I'm trying to make an important point here. You know, I had to do it. Don't you turn your back on me. Don't you walk away. Don't you tell me I don't care cause I do. Okay. Don't you tell me I'm not the one. Don't you tell me I ain't no f- Okay, yeah. Um, That is a great song by Randy Newman called We Belong Together. It is a great song, but like, a, like the point I was trying to make <laughs> is that you have like, this movie works so well because if you... And because like you have to a lot of time to bond with all these characters, and so like when you like you know, I was saying earlier when you get when they have like their own sort of conclusion, then it feels so very satisfying. Yeah, and it feels earned. Unlike Toy Story Four, where they just drive off in a van. Whoop! This is the conclusion. Yeah, that's that was that. No, getting the, I mean the Toy Story Four would have been so much better if they just dropped it on Disney. Well, Disney Plus wasn't out by this time, but no, uh, it would have been so great if they just. I mean, I don't know, still put it in the theaters, but it would have been so great if they just labeled it as just Woody the movie, not Toy Story 4. 
because Toy Story is about all of these toys. Uh, and Toy Story 4 was just about Woody. Yeah, pretty much. Because that's just their excuse for why they made the movie in the first place was just... Um, we had more of Woody's story to tell. And they turned it into a Tom Hanks vehicle. It's not a Tom Hanks vehicle. Okay, we'll get into that on Toy Story 4. But um, we, we keep talking about Toy Story 3. Like, the, it's... And then also, like Woody's wait. story is not the only story going on here. And another yeah, reason why I'm a little bugged with Toy Story 4 is that 4 is such an odd number to end on for a movie series. I say one movie, three movies, or five movies. Not six? No. Six, no. I say odd numbers for some reason. That's weird. Like, okay. I'd say 1, 3, 5, 10, 15, 20, if you're going that long. Uh, like have a trilogy or have with six you could have two trilogies or like nine you could six you can trilogies. have like a uh, you can have two trilogies that all have a unique story yeah like with Lord the of the Rings and the, the first three can have a have a story that runs throughout and the other three can have a story that runs throughout yeah exactly like Lord of the Rings so four is such an odd number to end on <laughs> or just make it a trilogy and leave it at that and then like when the sequel has when a movie has like a sequel and then that's it like yeah just make it a trilogy and then be done. Unless but it's bad, in which case, don't continue that monstrosity. I can't yeah. name an example, but... Uh, but yeah. also, another... I'm sure that we haven't talked about this yet. Ken. Oh, Ken is awesome. Ken is hilarious. Yeah, like Michael Keaton. Michael For some Keaton. reason, they decided to bring him back to voice another character besides Chick Hicks. Uh, but they just, nonetheless, they decided to bring Michael Keaton back to voice Ken... Uh, he is Barbie so Man. good. Yeah, he's he's he does a phenomenal job as this character. I can like what you can, I can't even tell that it's him. I think uh, he like changes his voice. Definitely. That might be his normal voice and then in Spider-Man Homecoming he's talking in a different voice. Well, who knows? We never one knows. I can totally recognize that it's him. I don't I mean, totally. I'm like I'm like that's Michael Keaton. Like it's it's the same thing. I know that's him, but I can't hear it. Maybe he, I think it is, he's just changing his voice. Like, ah, blah, blah, like that. And then his normal was like, ah, da, 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 da. Yeah, I think he he's, doesn't uh, I think say he does that, change it. but yeah. And also, another Disney star was brought into this movie to voice Barbie. Uh, Jody Benson. I, would you count Michael Keaton as Disney star? Talk about Jody Benson. I know, but you're saying another Disney star. I didn't mean to say another Disney star. Uh, well, a Dis- another star from another Disney slash Pixar movie. Michael Keaton did star in the live action Dumbo. That counts. Ah, but that, yeah, okay, sure. Let's that, just go with that. Yeah, Jodie Benson plays Barbie, and she has played Barbie, I think, in other things besides Toy Story. Toy Story 3. Right? Yeah, like there was like those Barbie shorts or something. Barbie, weird, those weird Barbie movies. Like, wasn't it like that thing that was like, I'm a Barbie doll in a Barbie world? Or How do you like know that? that? Yeah. I don't know. I just remember hearing it. Uh, I don't know for sure, but maybe. Like, that's she... a meme or something. Like, the Barbie theme song. Maybe she's in those. I don't know. I don't follow Barbie stuff like you Yeah, do. I don't follow it either. I don't even know what's happening, but. Yeah. I have heard the theme song. Yeah. Which, in fact, I'm looking it up right and now. And also, can we talk about those little kids? Is this it? Can we talk about those Never mind. Uh, is this it? Barbie Dreamhouse? I don't know. Uh. 
might be. Notice we are both 15 and 13 and we are playing a Barbie song. How age appropriate. Okay. I need to uh, nope, that's not it. Alright. Okay, uh, so there's something I need to there's something I need to get off there's something I need to talk about. What? And that is the kids who are smashing our Toy Story friends around the room. Ooh, those that's like the most disgusting Pixar scene. Those are the worst pot no, not pie trained. Those are the worst Pie trained? <laughs> I didn't what are they that. pooping all over them? <laughs> no. Um those are like the worst behaved kids I have ever They're seen. Like two in a years movie. old. I don't well still there's no adult supervision in there at all. Yeah, that was a little suspicious. There was no adult there at all. And like Ham says, oh, they're lining up out there. Who's lining them up? We never see their teacher. And then there's that, doesn't like the teacher call recess or something like that? No, no, maybe, maybe she does. I don't know. When they leave, then she's like, come on, kids, it's time to go. I think, she, yeah, I think she does. But that was in the second scene. The first time, there is no adult supervision. Those kids are terrible. They're like sitting on them, jumping on them, licking well, they're them. they're toys. They don't realize that they're alive, Jake. And then the, like doing weird stuff. Put, one of them was putting the Mr. Potato Head parts inside of his mouth and nose, which is disgusting. <laughs> Point of the story: those kids are the most, the worst behaved kids I have ever seen in a movie. Hey Jake, I think that you were exactly like those kids when you were there. I was age. not like that. Well, I mean, obviously they dramatized the situation because it's from a toy's point of view. But if you're from a human's point of view playing with toys, then yeah, I think all of us were like those kids. Jake. Not everybody, but I'm pretty sure some people sometimes. Okay, yeah, the like one that. girl in the corner who just like makes the. I, I don't know what they do. I don't know what little kids do. Neither do I. But I'm pretty sure that that's a pretty accurate representation of what kid, little kids do with okay, toys. Moving on. This is humiliating. All right. Let's move How on. was that humiliating? Maybe it isn't. Who knows? Um, and also, I thought it was funny when they're walking through the bathroom and then Mr. P. slips <laughs> and then Lester goes, watch out for puddles. <laughs> Someone can hold it. Um, but anyway, also, we should point out the Easter eggs in the movie. Oh, uh, right. Uh, so, John Ratzenberger, no, obviously, is the voice of Ham. He gets multiple speaking Oh, that's right. The movie. John Ratz we never point out John Ratzenberger and Ratsui. Oh no, we did. Never mind. Uh, what about an up? We did. Never mind. We did an up. I remember. All what right. So John Ratzenberger. Who is he playing up again? Um, he played the. Yes, yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, right. so we John Ratzenberger is Ham in this movie, and then A one one three is on Andy's mom's car when they're first pulling out to go to yeah, Sunnyside. It's her, it's her license plate. To be her clear. license plate's car number is A one one three, and then oh, and then um, the Pixar ball can be seen. It's in the end. Of, it's in the credits of the film when they're all in the sandbox with the Lincoln Logs. Um, no, not with the Lincoln. Well, it's like the end. When movie. they're in the sandbox playing volleyball, the ball that they're using to play volleyball is it's a Pixar ball. It's a Pixar and then ball. when, when he, and then also when uh, no, no, that no. Uh, clock, no, the the telephone dude, uh, when he's like, "Hey, Woody," uh, the like shelf above the, the dude above who tells him, him the, the dude who the tells him ball. about the uh, tr the the like trash disposal. That telephone dude. Uh, the shelf above him has the Pixar ball in it. It's in shadow, but you can 
make it out yeah. of this movie. And then the Pizza Planet truck is in this movie. It's when Lotso, the clown, and Big Baby um, are sitting on the are, are on the back of the car that says, yo, that truck that they're sitting on is the Pizza Planet truck. The car that bumps on the road and they fall off of and land at Sunnyside. That's Baker. the Pizza Planet truck. That truck that they're riding on is, yeah. <laughs> and then also, the Easter egg to their next film, because their next film is Cars 2. Yes. Whoop-dee-doo. And then um, in the t- like when Woody's <laughs> looking at Andy's room, in the top left-hand corner, you will find Finn McMittal. Yeah, it's like a, a poster, and like probably I think above Andy's bed uh, is this poster of Finn this... McMittal's br- blueprints. Finn McMittal, yeah, not and Finn space is even on it. No, I'm just kidding. But it's a normal car. That's supposed to look like Finn McMittal. Big baby, <laughs> <laughs> but... don't be such a baby. But overall, I think this is a really, really good movie. Yeah, I like how, you know, we kind of start off with raising Wait. the stakes of... What? Wait, go ahead. You're going to say you're going to say. No, say you were going to say. We need to talk about Spanish buzz. Yeah, we'll get to that. I say, well, I just want to go back to the beginning of the movie, how we start off with um, kind of, you know, raising the stakes. or kind of seeing where we're at, you know, how Andy's grown up and... Oh, we get... I forget to... We didn't even talk about this. The beginning that is a representation... Or an exact, uh... Like... Uh, recreation. Recreation. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Of the first playtime scene uh, in the beginning of Toy Story 1. Uh, where he's like... You can't touch me when I'm sheriff. When I'm sheriff. No, you can't touch me, sheriff. I got my force I field dog. I got my... Yeah, I got my dog with a built-in force field. And then when he's like... Well, I got my a dinosaur. dinosaur who eats force field dogs. The difference is the the dinosaur doesn't eat the force field dog. Like yeah. Andy's thing. In the very first movie. So basically, it's a recreation of the first movie. Yeah. But also, Spanish fuzz, like we mentioned before, is hilarious. So, uh, yeah. And then we're kind of establishing where they're at, where they're just desperately trying to get Andy to play with them, even though he's like in his 20s. So he's probably not going to play. He's, a, he's like 17. Oh, hey, buddy, you, you want to play? Uh, uh, <laughs> that was dumb. He's 17, and they're trying to get him to... Do. That was dumb. Hey, Buzz, you want to play? <laughs> what is that? Just uh, Buzz, wow. Yeah, he doesn't even care. He throws Buzz in the attic bag. I almost said the trash, but it's the attic bag. Yeah, it's the attic bag. The attic bag. That sounds cool. Attic bag, attic bag. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, so he throws Buzz in the attic bag, and... Uh, if you notice, the garbage truck man that comes to pick them up is but doesn't. Sid. Yeah, he's he is Sid. I think he's confirmed to be Sid. Because if you look closely, he has a skeleton. He has a black shirt with a white skeleton on it, just like Sid wore back in the first movie. So that I think that is Sid in the future. He's just working as a garbage man, which is what he deserves. Oh yeah, because he's trash. But um, and he's a hairy fellow. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of hair. And he's really crazy. Dear, 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 dear. Yeah, he's a bit of a rundown guy. Uh, yeah, so then, you know, we get to Sunnyside with that funny scene in the box where Woody's like, uh, daycares for wash up all toys who have no owners. And Barbie just starts bawling out laughing. <laughs> laughing? Bawling out crying. Crying, yeah. Uh, like even more than she already is. <laughs> And then just kind of, like, it's nice to see the progression of, uh, you know, like, revealing the villain of yeah. Lotso and... He wasn't a, he wasn't a twist villain. He wasn't Lotso a and his merry men. Um, or his unmerry men, I, wish, I, would, I would say. Uh, 
like that was just a nice reveal and a nice kind of twist villain i guess although i'm not exactly on board with the twist villain this was when it was first getting popular so i can forgive it whereas today it's used in literally every not single movie everything but almost everything yeah, it's like the main thing. Oh, yeah, it's the twist villain. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, but that was... Oh. Ah, Jake, do you know what we haven't talked about? The Spanish Buzz? No, we talked about Spanish Buzz. He was funny. Uh, yeah, Spanish Buzz was hilarious. That was a great uh, unexpected Oh, twist. there's also an original... Now, as you guys there know, we've we talked go. about... The, we talked about the theatrical version of the Toy Story 3 that we got. But in case you guys didn't know, there was an original version of Toy Story 3... That we never saw. And we're going to break that down. We're going to make it a long story short. So the thing was, it wouldn't have technically been the ending of the Toy Story. It wouldn't have been like the Toy Story 3 that we got. It was a satisfying ending. It would have been more of like a middle chapter almost. Before the ending. It wouldn't feel like it. So the story was of the original Toy Story 3. So what happened was, Disney had gained access to all Pixar sequels. And they, had, and they had a bunch of Pixar sequels in the works. This Toy, uh, Toy Story 3 was one of them. And so the original version of Toy Story 3 was... Annie was going to be playing with Buzz. And then Buzz's arm was going to... I think Buzz was going to get broken. And then his mom was going to say... And she was going to send him back to the place where he was made to see if they can fix. And so they sent him to Japan. But mm-hmm. really, in Japan, they're, they're dismantling all Buzz Lightyear action figures. And then Woody and the and, and pals learn about this, and they try to, and they try to rescue Buzz. And so Buzz ends up in Japan, and he tries to escape the factory from which he is made, but he is unsuccessful, sadly. <laughs> and then Woody and his friends are separated from Buzz, not uh, not going to Japan, and they end up in a daycare, and I forget where. And so like into this this Toy Story three that we got, you can see that they kept some of the same ideas, like. The toy, like the Toy Story group, are all in a daycare without Buzz. Like that's that's the point in the movie when Buzz was was basically working for Lotso. And then also, eventually, like Buzz is, has a TV dropped on him and he's unconscious. Sort of like what would have happened in the original version of Toy Story Three, where like he he is unsuccessful to escape from that Japan workshop place. Uh yeah, I think there was more to the. Disney rights stuff, though, right? Wasn't there? Yeah, but then they lost the rights, and so they ended up scrapping that original version of Toy Story 3, and then that's how we got the Toy Story Yeah, there was, like, some whole other company that they created where they were, like... Yeah, where they were just gonna, like, make their... uh, That was a crazy story. Like, that... Yeah, that was genuinely insane story. Where, like, Disney, like, made their own... Kind of this own separate company that had the access to the Pixar rights, and they were gonna... It was like a whole new team and everything, I think, and they were just going to manufacture all these other sequels. Like, there was a Monsters, Inc. 2, a different Finding Nemo 2, besides Finding Dory, that was called Finding Nemo 2. Uh, that was... In, that that sounded pretty cool, actually. And the Monsters, Inc. sequel sounded just amazing, but... We'll talk about that on the Monsters University episode. Yeah. Uh, so, that, that was a crazy story, and... Uh, yeah, that's but I think the Toy Story three that we got is better than than that Buzz version because that one that felt like yeah, a good ending. Just, that one just felt like a repeat of Toy Story two, like in Toy Story two. Woody gets broken and he just does all the well. Basically, that's the only element I guess. But uh, he kind of goes back and finds out his roots of origin, like uh, Buzz. He gets broken and so his mom's so his mom has to do with the giving away of the toy. 
and then Buzz goes back to his origins. And it's yeah. just all, I'm like, oh. it's a hard holding to escape. Yeah, that would have been just a little bit too much of a repeat, but uh, I'm happy that they scrapped that and Pixar shorted shorted out <laughs> sorted out all of that and rights nonsense uh, yeah. to get the film that we have, which is a phenomenal film and yeah. it's very awesome uh, and a very satisfying ending to this trilogy of Toy Story to be re- only to be retconned by Toy Story Four. But we'll go into that at another at a later time. Yeah. So overall, I'd say this is definitely a nine point five. This place twitched. This this has twitched places with Toy Story four on my top five list. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a nine out of ten. Give it a nine point five. Really? Yes. I don't know. I'd give it a nine. Yeah. Wow. So. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to, don't like, forget to watch Eli at- and subscribe. Oh, wait, this isn't a YouTube video. Don't forget to watch Eli at Hollywood Enterprises. Watch the YouTube video. Don't forget to watch Bunch of Buds at Minecraft Madness, Hollywood Gaming, and the Movie Majors YouTube channel, all on YouTube. Keep listening to this podcast, and don't forget to check out the X Files podcast with me and Eli Spencer talking about X Men related stuff. Keep listening to this podcast, and remember, this is a recording. It's talking with style.